What is up, everybody? Back again, another episode of the Fan Session Podcast coming your way. My name is Alan. I am your host. This is a podcast for fans, by fans from across the college landscape. Section 100, Section 300, bleachers down to the suites. We welcome everybody. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this episode, if you listened to the last episode, is going to be back in the fantasy world of what would Alan do as a general manager of an NFL team. Um, this ties into the draft prospects that I've been highlighting. Um, for those of you the guys that don't know, yes, I know this isn't an NFL podcast, but it's a lot of fun to pick college players that I believe would have an impact at the next level. And it's also fun just playing in fantasy land, like I said. So mock drafts are kind of the only way to really do it. And that's how I highlight a lot of these players. Kind of where I have them, where the uh, PFF has them, which is Pro Football Focus. That's where I've been kind of doing my mock draft simulator, which, do you know, give a shout out to them. Um, how they have the you know players ranking. It's pretty spot on with where I have kind of have some of the players. Obviously, I have Kenny Pickett a little bit higher, but and Malik Willis and Desmond a little bit higher, but that's okay. Um, that's just based on the Senior Bowl, and I'm sure that they're gonna you know play with uh, their rankings a little bit. But like I said, so this episode is gonna be one of uh, this is one of th- or this is two of three actually now technically. Um, we've covered the, the last episode was about the Lions, and they had you know they had a couple picks that we were able to you know make some moves with. This episode is going to be about the Houston Texans. And the reason why I picked the Texans, not only are they picking third in this year's draft, um, which I think actually has them sitting pretty. They have a a shitload of picks. So it was a lot of fun to kind of dive in and be like, okay, this is where I have that player. This is where they have that player. Let's see how many... um, how many? I didn't do any trades. Obviously, I didn't accept or decline any trades. I didn't make any trades. Um, But yeah, so this is just a a straight-up base scenario. Um, and I think it came up pretty well, honestly. Like, so if you're a Houston Texans fan, uh, you need to know that your team needs everything from Desha- <laughs> from the allegations of Deshaun Watson to be shut down to are you going to roll with Slovis? Uh, I picked my draft based on the fact that the first two picks I had in the first and second round, all the quarterbacks were taken. So you're going to have to roll with Slovis. Unfortunately, if you, if, I think it's a good thing. I think he uh, actually played pretty well. Uh, I didn't really have him on any of my draft boards last year, but he played into that really well. Um, got a lot of intangibles you kind of like. You want to see – plus, if you're not desperate for a quarterback, which I don't really believe the Texans are. I think if they kind of solve the Watson stuff – and we're not going to get into any of that, but if they bring him back somehow, then they're sitting pretty, especially with this draft class that we built. So kind of all that was in the back of my mind. I made the Texans relevant in two years, um, not this season, unless Watson comes back. Then they'll be a uh, contender for the. Uh, they'll be contending for the North, um, not the North. Sorry, they'll be contending for the East, um, in in that division or not East. Jesus Christ, they'll be contending for the South in that division. Holy Lord, man! I got like I said, I got college in my brain, but we all make mistakes. So without further ado, the first thing I'm going to do is get my sound effects queued up. And with that pick, so that simulated the first two picks, basically. Um, yeah, so, like I said, a little audio technical, but that's all good. So, yeah, we are on the third pick. We're on the clock. We're taking, so basically, the only reason why I'm taking this guy back-to-back is because um, Stingley went, uh, or not Stingley, um, Hamilton went number two overall, and number one overall was Kayvon Thib- Thibodeau. So it left my boy Aiden Hutchinson, the third overall pick. I took him with the first, with the third overall pick. The fact that he was there, I think, I think it's 
I don't think it's right at all. I don't think it's accurate. But with this, we're rolling with it, right? Aiden Hutchinson, I, I've said before, last podcast, this podcast, is I believe the best player in the NFL draft this coming year. Um, the fact that I was able to get him at three, it's a steal. I, I know it's first round. I know it's first three picks. It's, it's a flat-out fucking steal. So Aiden Hutchinson is my edge rusher. It answers a lot of questions for the Houston Texans. Um, they need an edge They need everything. So... And I had that mindset going in. It wasn't necessarily, as you're going to see in the in the end of the third, and then early they have they have three picks in the sixth round. I was able to get some really good value. A lot of players that I've highlighted throughout the season. So yeah, this is like I said, keep diving right into it. So Hutchinson is my first uh, first round pick. My second round pick with a 35th pick or 35th overall was Bernard Raymond. Um, the tackle out of Central Michigan. I can't speak enough about this kid. He's got very good footwork, very, very sound technical skills, massive hands, big frame. Um, I think he profiles more as a right tackle, but I think you can't go wrong if you move him to left. I really don't believe moving him to left would be that much of a that, – that, that difficult for him at the NFL level. He's got really good footwork and, like I said, really good hands. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just because he played at Central Michigan doesn't mean that he didn't – yeah, he played against, you know, obviously lower FBS tiers – but he still showed out in those games, and I think I mean he's he's the he's actually projected pretty high. So yeah, um, and and I think they have him as the I think as the the PFF board has him as like the 19th best player overall. So that's a plus. Um, and then the third with the third pick and the sixth seventh pick, um, Nick Benito. Uh, we've talked about Nick Benito a lot. We highlighted him when we covered the Big 12 as a defensive potential player, him and Mike Rose. Um, Nick Benito moved more long lines. I have him as an uh, outside linebacker in my Houston Texans uh, you know, 3-4 scheme. Um, so basically within – I don't know if you guys remember the old school Texans, but they had they had J.J. Watt. They had a kid from USC, and I can't remember his name. But he was an outside linebacker, and he was a monster before he got in trouble with steroids. Um, if you want, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know his name because I can't remember it for the life of me. But basically, I filled out my outside linebacker and my 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 edge rusher in the first you know three rounds of this draft. Uh, it's phenomenal. Like I said, Nick Benito is a very good. He can actually put his hand in the dirt. You have two edge rushers coming at you, and Nick Benito is very, very good. He pressured on ninety percent of every of all dropbacks. Um, he was getting pressure on nine percent of all dropbacks this season. So just keep an eye out. Uh, he's number rated number fifty overall uh, for PFF. So they have. I think he's a little bit higher. I have him in the top. Actually, I have him in the top thirty. But that's okay. So, and then uh, moving on, we have, I was able to get uh, with the, kind of near the end of the third round, Jamie Rucker uh, with the tight end from Ohio State. The fact that he was sitting there, uh, like I said, I kind of based this knowing that Slovis needed a weapon. Watson needed another weapon. They need weapons all over offense. And I was able to get that with these next couple picks, actually. Um, so, Jamie Rucker was sitting there. Um, I can't speak. I've spoken enough about him. Can't speak enough about him because we're going to dive into it again. He's very fast, a very good possession. Obviously, Trey McBride wasn't there. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have picked. But Jamie Rucker is the second best tight end, I believe, in this class. So, I was able to get really good value in the third round. 
Um, and then in the fourth round, I was able to get my dog, James Cook. So uh, he profiles as the top – I think he's a top 100 player, honestly. I think he's actually probably a top four running back in this coming class. He's able to do it all. He really is an in-between tackle runner, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And if you get him in space, he's going to take it to the house and hit his head on the goalpost. So keep an eye on for James Cook. He A lot of people actually have him under the radar. He's, a, he's kind of a fifth or fourth – kind of in that fourth or fifth round pick. Um, I think he should be in the second or third, but as a running back, you can get a ton of value for running backs later on in the draft. So keep that in mind. So I was able to snag him in the fourth, early in the fourth too. And then I addressed the Texans' other needs. The center, they need a center really badly. We start building that O-line for the future to come. Jarrett Patterson out of Notre Dame. All Notre Dame does in the late rounds is actually produce really good linemen. Like Jarrett Patterson sitting here is the number 150 overall player for me. Um is a steal like he really is uh, i think that you can't get a better value than that um plus you have your center he, he his snaps i will not lie he's gonna need to work on some shotgun snaps they're a little bit high they're a little bit low and they're always fading to the left i've noticed on while watching them in film so that's this little nugget that you see oh you're not gonna get that anywhere else i guarantee it also I was able in the sixth round, and like I said, the, the Texans have three six-round picks. So Tavondre Sweat on the defensive line, we're going back defense. So basically, I'm just addressing positions, key positions of need here. Um, Tavondre Sweat is a really good steal um, in that in that spot. I think he's profiled as a six-round pick. He could be he could move up to the fourth, depending on where he's at in the combine. Keep an eye on for him to possibly move up. He's very very strong, so he's going to put up a lot of weight on that bench press. Uh, a lot of reps on the bench press, sorry, the 225 test, which is kind of a trademark for O-line and D-line to do just to see how strong you are. Um, so look for him to put up some major weight. And then finally, I was able to get the land shark, Nate Landman. Um, I do believe he's going to probably be around the fifth or sixth uh, in the sixth round, which is a steal for anybody that wants a really good inside linebacker, a true inside linebacker. He did have an ACL injury a couple years ago. Um, but I believe he's back. I believe his speed. He's gonna be at the combine, and he's gonna have to make he's gonna have to make doubters know that his knee is fine. He's gonna probably have to run in that five two mark just so he can show a really good quick acceleration burst too for that. Um, I think it's a block and shedding drill. So we'll see how his knee holds up and how he looks in that drill. I'm very excited for that as well. And then uh, I talked about this last podcast. Like Jake Kamarda had a really good Senior Bowl, um, and he he played his way potentially into the draft. I had a seventh round pick that I really didn't care about because no one on that list was going to get me any as good a value as Jake Camardo was. And I addressed every single the starting need for the Houston Texans. I was able to get Hutchinson, my edge rusher. I got Raymond, my tackle, another edge rusher, outside linebacker, Nick Benito, who I can line up anywhere. Jamie Rucker, I was able to um, just completely dominate uh, on this draft. Um, James Cook, I was able to get. And then I was able to get Jared Patterson, Camondre Sweat. Nate Landman, I was able to address a bunch of needs and I was able to talk about a bunch of draft picks, uh, prospects that we've talked about on the show over and over and over again. And like I said, don't count out these guys later on in the draft. Like I said, Ruckert might be there. Cook might be there. Very good athletic players that honestly, <laughs> there's just not enough picks in the first and second round. Honestly, it's what it comes down to. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a lot of fun doing some of these. Um, it's been cool getting some of the feedback like, oh, I would do this or I would do that or no way that player would be there. Thank you guys for, for you know, commenting on it. Um, I like discussing it. I really do. I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, so next this is going to continue on. I've got one more team, but I'm going to save that for last. 
the next episode is going to be all about we're going to dive into those linebackers because I haven't covered them nearly as much as I should have and I've been kind of mainly quarterback heavy and I don't think it's doing you guys a service so that's why I'm going to dive straight into the linebackers and I'm going to go in depth on them there's going to be five of them and one of them I already mentioned and no it's not Nate Landman I've talked about him enough and I love him but no it's actually Nick Benito I have him as a linebacker so Hint, hint, wink, wink for next episode. Tune in. Thank you guys so much. This has been the Fan Section Podcast. My name is Alan, and I am out.